0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the book of Colossians. We're in the second chapter. And we actually covered, let's see, verses 16 and 17 in the previous episode. So I want to pick up there with 16 and 17, press on maybe a couple more verses. And uh, Paul was writing to the church and saying this, Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food. Or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day, things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But the substance belongs to Christ. So just to remind us, there were people that were coming in apparently and were saying, Yeah, yeah, you you can be a believer, but first you really need to adhere to these things. And basically, uh, they were saying you need to become a Jew. Okay, you need to Uh, Eat certain kind of food. You need to have a certain dietary law. You need to respect certain festivals. You need to respect certain Sabbath days, and certain new moon feast, et cetera, et cetera. The very things that you see in the law. Uh, Also, uh, you would have that same type of thing that would occur with somebody coming out of a pagan background. They would have had uh, laws and festivals and days that were special, all this kind of stuff. But primarily, it was the Jews, and the ones that we refer to often as the Judaizers, who said, yes, you can be a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord Jesus Christ, but first, you must become a Jew. And this had already been dealt with uh, by the church in Acts 15, but it kept popping up through the years, and it still keeps popping up. Uh, I know people right now who are who profess to be true believers, and they live lives as believers, but they got caught up in a, a, a Hebrews roots movement, is one of them. In other words, they think that they need to go back and keep the law to grow in their righteousness and grow in their holiness and to be right before God. And it very quickly gets to the point to where they uh, they say they don't, but they do. They start acting like and teaching like that, hey, if you're not really doing this thing, you're probably not really saved. And that's not at all what the scripture says. As a matter of fact, most of those folks, there's no way they could have read the book of Hebrews, okay? <laughs> because that's what that's dealing with all the way through. So then uh, Paul actually just cuts the chase in verse 17. He says, you know what? These things are just, they were just shadows of things that would come. But the substance belongs to Christ. Christ is the substance which cast the shadow. Right? And so these why, why would you want to go back to these things when you have the very substance dwelling within you? But it was an intense debate. It continues to be a debate today. Watch what it says in verse 18. Let no one keep defrauding you of your prize by delighting in self-abasement. And the worship of angels, taking his stand on visions he has seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head, from whom the entire body, being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments, grows with a growth which is from God. And boy, this right here, as I told you before. Colossians is so, so, so important. And I think we must have an understanding of what's being said here. So many of the problems and struggles with uh, particularly the Western church today, uh, the solutions are found right here. So what are we seeing? He's saying, let no one keep defrauding you. Somebody was defrauding them of something. And remember what he had said earlier. He says, hey, you have a role and responsibility to see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. Remember that? So now he's saying what? Let no one keep defrauding you. <laughs> you have a role and responsibility to not be defrauded. Well, what were they being defrauded about? He says, uh, and that and keep defrauding them. That means deciding against you, defrauding you of your prize, your prize, defrauding you of who you are, defrauding you of what the Lord wants to do in and through you. And here's how they were defrauding, by delighting in self-abasement. In other words, a a, a self-humility of the flesh and not a true humility. But they delighted in the self-abasement and they delighted in the worship of the angels. Boy, don't we see that kind of stuff today? That they actually wanted to worship angels. And then they go into great detail, taking his stand is what that means, on visions he has seen. Inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. So he's addressing some folks here. He's addressing some situations and some circumstances that were occurring among them and that occur among us today, folks. Okay? Same type of thing. There is people who take their stands on what they have seen within their own mind, within their own fleshly mind. And a lot of times we buy our into this thing and some in Maybe I'll say the most sincere type of language. I've mentioned it before, that uh, many times people will come and they'll ask you, particularly when you uh, are a pastor of a church, a leader of a church, can, they'll go, what is your vision for this local body? And, you know, I just want to sit there and say, why, why in the world would you even ask that question? What do you mean? What is my vision for this body? You know, who who wants my vision? Who wants my fleshly mind related to this? What is the vision of the Most High God? Now, if you come back and kindly and compassionately and more lovingly than I just said it, express that to somebody, they'll immediately go, Oh, well, yes, 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 of course, that's what we mean. We mean, what do you think the Lord's vision is for this? You know, and then some of them are hilarious. Um, there's churches, I've seen this, I've encountered this, folks, many times. They'll, uh, they'll start, uh, they're they're looking for some help. Okay. And they, they want to uh, get somebody on their staff. Let's put it that way. And one of the questions they will often ask is, well, why do you think that you need to be a part of us? And what is your vision for us? And I'm going, I don't even know who you are. (laughs) You know, I don't know what's going on. We're just starting to get to know one another. And they ask these things and, and that actually feeds into this kind of stuff of an inflated fleshly mind, of a vision of what we're supposed to be doing. And all the while, we're rejecting exactly what God told us to do. And verse 19 is that. Verse 19 is something that's right out of Ephesians 4. Paul wrote both of them, right? It's the same thing. What does it say in 19? Inflated without cause by his fleshly mind and not holding fast to the head. He's already told us that the head is Christ. Christ is the head of the body. And so these folks are not holding to Christ. And then he tells us what happens. He says they're not holding to the head from whom the head is the one who provides. The entire body being supplied and held together by the joints and ligaments grows with a growth which is from God. This is the true church growth pattern, folks. Uh, the church growth industry has exploded the last uh, 40 years. Uh, I don't know how many books are out on that. I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds of books. And, you know, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. I understand that. I do. But I tell you, most of these things avoid what is said right here, or they take it and they try to get all cute with it to try to explain it in a certain kind of way and to add their... Uh, their layer of cuteness on top of it, how they're going to implement this. And it generally doesn't hold fast to the head, which is Christ. And so you wind up defrauding the people. You know, some areas delight in self-abasement. Some get caught up in worshiping angels. Some are taking their stands on visions. I've, I've seen many churches like that where uh, they will... Acknowledge, yes, the Word of God is the Word of God. They will acknowledge everything in a traditional sense. But they're actually more driven by dreams and visions than they are by what the Lord has said. Now, the Lord gives dreams. Yes, the Lord gives visions. Yes, 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 I understand that. I believe all that. But right here he said they're taking their stands on the visions that they had seen, inflated without cause by his fleshly mind. In other words, he just made it up. It's just what he would like to have happen, but it's not. So, what do we do? Well, right here he says, they're not doing this. Therefore, this is what we're supposed to do. Hold fast to the head. If you hold fast to Christ, thats he's the one that empowers the entire body. He supplies the body. He holds it together by the joints, by the ligaments. Grows with a growth which is from God. Anything else which we think is growth... It's not growth. It's just deception of man, okay? Hey, we'll continue this next time. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you then. Goodbye.